0: Yeah
1: Champion, two time, three time None of us were out for that first one. Two time NFL champion, Cheese Bros podcast. I am joined by Jonathan. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, two, two times, time. two times in my lifetime. Say it again for those in the back. Super Bowl, two times, two times. Yeah. Uh So I'm a little bit older than Jonathan. I've been watching cheese football a little longer than Jonathan. Ever so slightly. And I remember wondering if the Chiefs were ever going to win a playoff game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I remember when the Chiefs won a playoff game, it was against a hilariously overmatched Texans team.
0: The mm-hmm.
1: tradition since 2004. Mm. Uh And that, that experience was pretty great. It just it felt like, wow, we can really do this. We can actually have success in the postseason of some kind, uh, and then that you know that was twenty fourteen, I think. Andy Reid's second year, not in thirteen. I don't remember, but still, like early on in the Andy Reid rebuild, and like so many years since then, it just kind of felt like we were building toward. Like every every time you get a little bit further, is like a, like a little more like. I didn't know this was possible. I didn't know we could do this. Uh, Getting to the AFC Championship in 2018. Yeah, it was disappointing we didn't win, but still. The the, the biggest game that you could have at Arrowhead Stadium happened at Arrowhead Stadium. And that was huge. And then obviously the amazing playoff run in 2019 and, and winning Super Bowl. Realizing that, yes, the Chiefs can actually reach the pinnacle of the sport. And... I think now it's it's one step higher, you know. Chiefs, not to bear in the lead, won Super Bowl Fifty Seven, beat uh, beat the Philadelphia Eagles, the, the very good, very impressive Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. On a last minute field goal, uh, and I think you know we're gonna we're gonna get into what that means for the Chiefs, for the for the players involved, for the trajectory of the team and their place in history. But I think. This is whenever we, we get beyond, you know, there's one step beyond winning a Super Bowl and that is winning multiple Super Bowls. Mm. Having, you know, being in the AFC Championship for five years in a row, having an, in, <laughs> at RST in five years in a row. There's always another level. There's always like a little bit more success and a little more prestige and a little more to go ahead and use the L word legacy to add. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, it feels just as good the second time. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vince Lombardi once said, you can always win another Super Bowl, and he could not be more right. Um, that's probably why they named the trophy after. That's probably that's probably why, yes. Uh, winning Super Bowl is awesome. We should do it every year. I don't know why we ever stopped. It's great. It's way better than losing. Oh, tremendously better than losing. Um, yeah. I I just, it's really fun to me to be talking about our multiple Super Bowls. Yes. Like, I've got this thing now where my tradition, every time every time we win the Super Bowl, of the many times we win the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. I stay up as late as I can that night. Just, you know, rage against the dying of the light. Um, (laughs) I think it's, it's like a kid on your birthday where it's like, I don't want it to end. Yes. I don't want to go to bed. I still want it to still be my birthday. I still want it to be the day or even right now, like the week that we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, are all offseason. I want it to be the all season that we won Super Bowl. Yeah, it was kind of that afterglow effect of just like I'm still super happy about winning yeah. Super Bowl. I love whenever they had the parade, like the 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 the, the mayor of Kansas City tweeted out. And he's like, it's the same route as last time, <laughs> which is great. We're running the back, Where it's like you guys know the drill. We do this all the time. Yes, Super Bowl championship parade. Um, it is great. I look forward to. Discussing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and, like, happen to be specific about which one you're talking about. Yeah. uh, That's tremendous. Yeah. Why don't... We have so much to talk about tonight. It's going to be a long one, folks. Buckle up. Um, Why don't we start with just kind of taking the the listeners through our Super Bowl experience as it unfolded? Yeah. Um, Because that's one of the things I love hearing about is, like, how different people experience a game... Um, can be, it can be quite different sometimes. Um, so I, we won't go like drive for drive here, but I do have the drive chart pull up. Um, I, I said before, I thought there were really two turning points in this game. Mm. Um, I'll just tell them now. The first one, Harrison Butker, when he misses that field goal. And the second one, the halftime. Mm. Um, but we'll start at the start. Yeah. How are you feeling the day of? The day of? Yeah. Oh, well, we were starting way back there. Yeah, back in the beginning, just a lot of nervous energy. Um, I'm not one of those people that's like, "Hey, my team's in the Super Bowl today! Yay, I get to watch them!" I am just like hardcore, super nervous. This could be like the worst day of my year if you know something like the Super Bowl against the Bucks happens again, because you just never know, you know? Yeah, um, I don't know what that says about me, but I guess sound expect terrible things to happen sometimes. It's a little bit like it's like. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd feeling the day of. Yeah. Um, it's got a little bit of a calm before the storm feel. It does. Also, putting it at five thirty, Am I just crazy or did they used to do it earlier?
0: Because do not like remember
1: it's been five thirty. That period between like eating lunch and watching the Super Bowl, that felt like a year or two. It yeah. was so I uh I did things to take my mind off it, honestly. That's what you get. I, I watched some shows, like I might have even done some work, just psycho behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as it approached, I mean, you also like start. You know, the Super Bowl if your team's in it and the Super Bowl if your team's not in it are completely different experiences. Oh, completely different, yes. Because if your team is not in it, um. It's like a social experience. Provided you're not salty about how it went down, like if this was like back in the old days where it's like the Super Bowl was for someone else, it was for me to watch but not to actually take in. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was like a party you're going to someone's house and deciding what to bring or you're hosting people. And you're kind of, you know, thinking about, Oh, well, what time should we start warming up the nachos? Yeah. Stuff like that. It's a social event and the holiday is football. Yeah. Um, when you are a fan of the the team involved, you're just, you're just kind of preparing for a emotional roller coaster. Um, it It is is the biggest game with the highest stakes. Yeah. That you will ever have. It's, it's like hosting a party that might also turn into just despair. Yeah. Which is it's kinda oh. wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this night is either going to be one of the best nights of my life as a fan, or I'm gonna be sad for three months. <laughs> yeah. Right? When yeah, I'm yeah, watching in a way. When I'm watching a Super Bowl, uh, one of the many Super Bowls I've been able to watch as a Chiefs fan, many of them. When my team's in it, um, I want diehard Cheese fans and family members that are cheering for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I want nobody else. I, I cannot imagine being a Chiefs fan and just like going to like a Super Bowl party and there's like an Eagles fan there or there's like teams from, you know, neutral, neutral teams that like don't care if you win or lose. I would hate that. I would hate that. Um, yeah, it's a completely different experience. Um, anything else before the game actually gets kicked off?
0: Hmm. Uh. We had
1: Nick Sirianni crying. We uh, did. Not, crying doesn't even quite describe it. He was weeping. The man was weeping. It was a waterfall. We had a, a, a country hippie playing the national anthem on a guitar. Was yeah, conference. that was interesting. Kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Um. It was, well, I, I remember very little of this. Yeah. The intro was fine. It's weird, it's kinda like I didn't watch a lot of like the pre-game coverage. It was like all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, it's happening. It's mm-hmm. it's actually the game now. Yeah, there's there's always that moment where it's like, oh this is real. Yeah. This is happening right now in front of me. Yeah. Whether I'm ready for it or not. Mm-hmm. That's always a bit terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Let's actually get into the game now. Mm-hmm. Uh the game starts, we win the coin toss, we defer, the Eagles get the ball, and they promptly go down and score which would normally be a bad thing, but I had even in like real time, I had an interesting reaction to this. Uh, they scored a touchdown on to the play on the drive, mm-hmm. but it felt like the defense was making it hard on them. Now, which touchdown was this? The very first one. Okay, but like my like first of drive drive was this. Did this end up being like a long touchdown pass, to AJ Brown? No, this was just the one where they just kind of matriculated down the field. Okay, um, and yeah, normally like. Giving up an opening drive touchdown, be to like, oh crap. But I felt like our defense was coming to play. They were hitting. They were tackling well. Um, I don't think they gave up any too many like big plays in that first drive. It just felt like they were making it hard on the Eagles.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I was, even though they scored, I was, I felt, I came away from that drive being like, okay, the defense came to play today. I almost feel a little encouraged. Um, then we get the ball and we go down and score. Um, Holmes looks great. Dolphins looks great. Um, so you are like, oh dang, it's going to be a pretty high scoring game. Mm -hmm. The Eagles get the ball and defense forces a punt, a three and out. I think the only three and out they had the whole game. Chiefs get the ball and we're driving. And so like, this is setting up to be like, this is a good start to the game. We got to stop. Maybe we're going to get seven more points here. Go touchdown on them. The Chiefs come up short and it's fourth down and three yards to go. I don't know about the opponent's 25 or so. Mm-hmm. And Andy Rita Licks to kick it. Um, now we know, as it turns out, that Harrison Bucker missed the field goal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but putting that aside, how did you feel about that decision to kick the field goal there? 44 yards, right? Shh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I so not a gimme, but also something you would expect him to handle. Yeah, not not quite a chip shot, but like that that one you should be making ninety yeah. percent of the time. Uh, I mean it's tempting to to look at the result and say, well, that didn't work. They should have should have gone for it."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, 44 yards. That's the sweet. That, there's a sweet spot in there. It's three yards. I don't know. Okay, like the, the the distance of the kick, right mm-hmm. between like. How far the kick is, and how bad it would be if the team got if the other team got the ball there, right? Mm-hmm. To me, 44 yards is like if it's closer, you probably just kick it. If it's further, probably I don't, know, I don't know. I think i would be okay either way. It's like read kind of reading the reading the situation, seeing yeah. how it feels about picking it up, how we've been doing in like the run game or short yardage or what play they got dialed up. I'm always tempted to go for it in that kind of situation. Just because I feel like the Chiefs are pretty good at picking up those short yardage. Not like we have to have one yard and we have to run it, because we're not great at that situation, actually. But, like, I think I'd have trusted them to find the right play there. Uh, but, yeah, like you mentioned, that's a, that's a turning point for a couple reasons. Um, don't know. Throw that back to me? Yeah, what would you have done? Thanks, Andrew. Um, I, I hated that decision to kick it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even, I'm really not being biased about like, oh, he missed it. I, so, so I hate that decision. As it was happening, I was like, why are we doing this? Just go for it. Um, we're in like plus garbage. We're down in their territory. If they get it, it's basically like, it's not, it's like normal field position. And it's fourth and three, you know? If you, you're telling me Mahomes can't convert that like over 50% of the time, yeah. you're crazy. And it was very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have, ah, I really wish we had gone for it there. It's hard to complain about anything in the Super Bowl, but that was definitely a moment where, especially when things started to turn on us, where I was like, dang, that felt like a turning point. I really wish we had been aggressive there, especially considering later on the Eagles were aggressive on multiple occasions, and it worked out for them every single time. Yeah, which I think we can get to that a bit later. But like, I always, in my head, when I'm watching a football game, I'm, I'm always about like returning serve. like The Eagles scored, and then we return serve. Yeah. And we stopped them, right? It's tie game. And then we missed the kick. Yeah, so still tie game. Yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, it felt like if you if you have a possession where you score no points, that was really going to be a problem in this game. Because it, it, it did end up being a shootout. Yeah. That's another thing about this game, as high scoring as it ended up to be, um, there were far more touchdowns than there were drives in which a team was held scoreless. Yeah. So when a game like that happens a defense holding a team to no points is as important, if not more important, than scoring a touchdown, even though we don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, we missed that field goal, and at the time, you're like, ah, that sucks, um, but it's only three points. Um, but then things start to turn on us because the Eagles, they get the ball. Um, they get the ball exactly where we, you know, they would have had it if it had stopped us anyways. And they go down and score on us, um, this time a little more easily than the the next time. Then the Chiefs get the ball back, um, and we have a three now. That's not great. Um, And then they get the ball, and they go down and score. It go up 21-14 on us, and it was looking pretty bad. And that was the A.J. Brown touchdown, right? I can't remember exactly. Um, it might have been, yeah. One of, one of those two was the one where he threw it up into double coverage, Hertz did. Yeah. And AJ Brown came down with it. It, don't get me wrong, it was a tremendous play by, um, AJ Brown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not, I don't, I mean, it worked and it looked awesome, but probably not like a good process play from Hertz, I thought. Yeah. Cause like if McDuffie locates that ball in the air just a half second before, That could just as easily have been a pick. Yeah. So then, like, that sequence of a couple possessions that you mentioned here, I feel like you started to see some themes emerge that if you've been watching the Chiefs the whole season, you would have been nervous about heading into this game. Um, offense being a little bit out of rhythm. Uh, special teams not showing up right. And the young secondary being out of position and not playing ball right. Uh, it's just, that, that was like, you always worry about the team just showing up and not having it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot. Uh, Super Bowl with the Bucks, where it's just, oh man, they're they are not ready for this game. Yeah, they're out there, out of position, not in the right mindset, whatever. And, and you know, I think by by the Chiefs' own admission later after the fact, like they kind of they kind of copped to that, where they maybe some of the younger players or guys who didn't have Super Bowl experience um, weren't quite quite in the mindset, maybe a little bit tight. Um, weren't really playing loots, weren't really, weren't really playing like they expected to, right? Yeah. Mahomes said in the post game that they weren't like playing tight in the first half, but they weren't playing with like the normal joy that they play with, which is an interesting way of putting it. Um, but basically like they weren't, they weren't hyped up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like this team they're kind of emotional and they need like some energy. They need some juice to get going, to make plays and then they all get really hyped up and that's when they play their best. Yeah. Um, I apologize to the listeners. I just realized I completely forgot the massive play that happened there. Uh, the Nick Bolton fumble six. Yeah, kind of a big deal. I for- totally forgot that. Extremely big deal because then you you realize like we weren't – I think that took us from being down a score and then driving to us being tied. Yeah. And it kind of sh- I think it shook the Eagles a little bit. It shook them a little bit and like, I mean, those seven points at the end of the game – you know, obviously, that's a massive difference, because, like, if it's not for that, you may be going into the half with it being 24-7. Yeah. Um. The inter there was an interesting sequence that led up to that, because the Eagles were,
0: I can't remember
1: if it was third or fourth down, but they were in a short yard situation there, and um, they had a false start. Mm-hmm which was significant because this was like literally the only short yard situation where the chiefs were able to stop the defense or excuse me, stop the offense because the Eagles, I didn't, I didn't even realize how big of a deal this would be. Like, I I think I mentioned it, but I didn't realize like watching it live, how much you could just feel if the chiefs, if the Eagles were in a short yard situation, they were going to get it every single time. And there was nothing you could do about it. Um, That was, like, just a feeling of hopelessness. Like, if it was, like, third and two or fourth and one or fourth and three, like, anything under, like, four yards or five just felt like you had no shot. It was just kind of a wing button. It was. Um, It was demoralizing. And I think that's part of the reason, like, it feels like the talk after the Super Bowl is all about, you know, rightfully about Mahomes and Reed and the offense, and the defense did give up 35 points, but I think a big reason the defense was in, in such a rough spot is because, I mean, how many times did they get the Eagles in fourth down and then they would do that crap? Mm-hmm. You know, normally that's a defensive win. You yeah. did what you're supposed to. You got them to fourth down. Well, even if you you don't win all of those plays, you at least if you keep getting them into those situations, you eventually get one on them. Yeah. And they have to punt it. And with the Eagles, you never got one. They just had this three yards free card that they spammed and had got them. Um, so anyways, uh, it's the only short yard situation where we stopped him, and it was because, uh, prior to the play, there's a false start on the right guard, um, that backs him up five, uh, then, uh, the next play, they run what looks, appears to be basically a QB draw, and Nick Bolton is in the backfield immediately, uh, puts Hurts in a bad situation, he tries to juke out of it, and in the process, drops, and then kicks the ball in hilarious fashion um backwards into like three Chiefs defenders and Bolton's right there, scoops it up, scores. Yeah, that was that was random. It was so random and it was one like awesome play in the midst of like a quarter and a half of like this sucks. It had to <laughs> me it, it really harkened back to like Mahomes doing that against the Bengals. It was. It was he very just, similar. Just dropped it. Yeah, just flat out dropped it. Gets returned, so, yeah, forgot about that, so we actually tied it back up whenever that happened. Mm-hmm. But then, and that big, big shout out to Nick Golden, the first Mizzou player, score touchdown down the Super Bowl. Heck yeah. In my Z. Uh, that's, that's strange. The defensive player would be the first one. Um, but I guess that's the way it goes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the, the Eagles offense, they get it back, and they respond really well. Uh, they go down and score, um, again, that may have been the AJ Brown. One.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: then they go up 21 to 7. We get the ball back. Uh, we don't go three now, but the drive kind of sputters. Then the Eagles get the ball back right before half. And they go down and we're able to at least hold them to a field goal. For a second there, like we might score another touchdown. Uh, but one of those crazy passes they had was finally incomplete. So we get to halftime and we're sitting at, um, 14 to 24. Uh, we're down 10. It's looked rough. Um, Because of that fumble six, which was awesome, our offense played, like, hardly any snaps in the first quarter. Or, excuse me, the first half. Which which is so strange. Which is, like, playing right into Eagles football. Yeah. That's why, like, as as awesome as Nick Bolton's fumble return was, as far as, like, the feel of the game, it felt kind of crappy when they went back and scored. Because it's like, man, our offense scored one touchdown – Missed a field goal and punted a few times. It feels like we're not – our offense hasn't gotten going yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just like when you have like a, a big lull in the game where the offense just isn't on the field, it can feel a little demoralizing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not a, a lot I of bored Mahomes on the sidelines. Yeah. That's one of my favorites is when he looks they, – they, they panned him Mahomes in like a high-leverage defensive situation. He's just like <laughs> staring at his face like yeah. –
0: Oh, this you know stuff. they
1: they have like the sad cam, yeah. Uh, whenever a player screws up, they have like a board cam for like <laughs> Mahomes when yeah. defenses playing. Uh huh. Um, so I'm I'm going to ask you this and then I'll answer it myself. Yep. How were we feeling at? Not good. Um, I think by this point, Mahomes had gotten rolled up on and flailed around and like. Oh yeah, it, that's, that's this was like this is a bad recap I'm doing here. Uh, like two of the most important plays of the game. Yeah, Freddie um, Mahomes like he gets he he's trying to escape because <laughs> his his brain never really caught up with the fact that his ankle was injured. Um, yeah, like yeah. His, his like lizard brain that allows. It's him like to a scramble. you know it's like a dog whenever they like they have to have the leg amputated and they don't realize it and they like still try to scratch and there's like oh it's not really no, like, like, sad image. but Yeah, um, yeah. So like, he he took off doing his Mahomes Mahomes scramble and uh, got wrapped up and. Uh, Ankle bent the wrong way, even if it wasn't hanging by a thread. Uh, and he he just, like, stays down. He, like, was crawling around. It, it is the most pathetic I've ever seen Mahomes look. It was so hard and to he watch. he gets up and, 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 like, can't walk. Yeah. And I'm just like, jeez, it's done. He just, just, like, put up. With he it. basically hobbles off the field in, like, a, clearly a tremendous amount of pain. Yeah. And then he, he, like, walks over to the bench, sits down, and puts his head on the trainer. Yeah, I'm just like it's done. Actually, at that point, my my thought that I wasn't saying to anyone, but I was thinking is it's torn. This isn't this yeah. isn't about pain tolerance now. This I, is about the the ligament is not working. That's now. exactly what I thought. I thought there was something far worse. I wondered, I was wondering if he had like actually broken his leg or something. Yeah, because he he looked so bad. That was like of all the Mahomes injuries we've ever seen, that was the most concerning one. Um, aside from I don't know, maybe the time he got like basically knocked out. And I have to think it was just the pain was so bad at that point. Yeah. Like it stressed exactly well, what was wrong with him. It's a pain. And like, he's, he's playing in like, you know, again, one of the biggest games of his life that he spent all season working towards. And he has this ankle injury that keeps, you know, getting re aggravated. And it's just like, finally, he had two weeks to recover from this thing. And has been thinking about, you know, getting better from it for two weeks. And then in the biggest of all spots, he really aggravates it and knows, like, crap, I'm going to be kind of limited for the rest of this game now. Um, it had to be a horrible feeling. It just, like, you saw it on his face, like, pain, frustration, uh, just, like, all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, how did I forget that? Um, yeah, so the, the vibes at halftime were as bad as they could possibly be. That, that factored heavily into my halftime malaise. Um I think at that point, like, the halftime was, like, a welcome distraction, where it's like I, I just had I, you, you can't really enjoy the halftime whenever your quarterback's injured and you're thinking you're gonna see Henny Ball in the second half. I think about what might have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, watch halftime show. It was fun. Um, I will I will use this time to plug um, the Chief's nephew, who mm. this was he's he is nine months old, watching obviously kind of watching his first Super Bowl. Uh, doesn't doesn't know what's going on. Generally, he likes football. Um He watched a preseason game with us. He was like a little, tiny baby. He's not a fan of enjoy yelling, even if it's celebratory. No, but this time he was okay with it. Yeah, this time he—I don't know—maybe he like figured out like this is happy yelling. He's getting normalized football now. Not you know bad tiger fatigue d- yelling. Um, yeah, he, but yeah, he used to just like straight up cry. Now, yeah, he's cool with it. He he, he likes being around the family and everyone's happy. Yeah, even if he doesn't really understand why, but man, when Rihanna came on, that dude loved it. He was dancing, actual, his little arms off. Yeah, just actually flapping his arms like, to the to, beat. To the beat. Yeah, got good rhythm for sure. He was feeling. It. Uh, yeah, but it was our, our baby nephew's first uh, first Super Bowl. Yes, uh, that was the highlight of halftime for me. This show was okay, I guess. She was pregnant. Cool. Um, yeah, my my thoughts during halftime. Um, as negative as they could have possibly have been. Uh, just like the feeling of the game where offense, you know, hadn't really been able to get going yet. Um, the Eagles are rolling on us. They're scoring at will. They're up by 10 points. Um, Mahomes, and Mahomes getting injured, that was just like, you know, the cherry on top of this horrible, horrible Sunday. And it felt like with Mahomes, especially with him being injured, I would, I thought this was setting up for the second half to be basically a repeat of the Super Bowl against the Bucks. Yeah. Where, um, offensive line, obviously not in the same place, but I thought Mahomes would be, his mobility could be so limited that he was just going to get demolished. Um, obviously, as we know, none of that turned out, but that's where my headspace was. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, I got a hot take. I need to get off my chest here. Um, let me, let me ask you this first. Are we in the chest tree right now? I guess the answer is yes. Okay. All right. I'll ask the listeners as well. Reading we the trust tree, be good. Okay. Thank you. They said yes. Um, We said before that, like, watching the Super Bowl as, like, a non-committed uh, fan, you're a neutral fan, and, like, watching it when your team is in there is totally different. It's completely true. And for me, when I'm watching the Super Bowl, everything, like, not related to football, I, I hate it. I hate everything that has to do with like anything not adjacent to the game. Like mm-hmm. all of the Super Bowl commercials, the halftime show, everything is just like, I hate all of this. Like I just want to watch the game and everything else is just like in the way. It was, it was yeah. rough. Yeah, I tried to enjoy the commercials, but like at the same time, I realized, especially nowadays, you can just get online and watch all of them later.
0: You can. Yeah.
1: So that's when I took to my bathroom break or I, to my mental break. Under normal circumstances, um, I would enjoy some of that stuff, kinda, or at least like not. I probably wouldn't care about the Super Bowl halftime show, but when my team's like in the middle of the losing a game and my quarterback's injured, that is like I was so upset. Like that is the absolute worst happening to watch that the halftime show. Yeah, I was just like angry, like doing school on Twitter, looking at stats about like. Teams that were down at half by 10 or plus points in the Super Bowl were 1 and 26. Yeah. In Super Bowl. Think about it. 1 and 26. That, John, is what we call Gambler's Fallacy. Um, I don't think that's what that means. Actually, Gambler's Fallacy would be <laughs> to assume that the Chiefs would win because it hadn't happened that often. So actually, in this case, Gambler's Fallacy was true. I'm not... I think you have gambler's Listen, fallacy fallacy, where you're not can't quite figure out what gambler's fallacy is. The, the next gen Galaxy Brain stats said that Chiefs could not win this game, but you should never tell Patrick Mahomes the odds. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we were in a dark place at halftime. Chiefs get the ball at half, which I was. I had in the back of my mind the whole time. I was like, get the ball at half. Get the ball at half. No matter what happens, we get the ball at half. Can I just like make note of one last name before we launch in the second half here? Yeah. Mahomes is like maybe the most incredible come from behind player in NFL history. Ooh. Um. Is that not true? It's becoming true. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, who else would you pick? Like, you can't pick Tom Brady. Come from behind? Oh, I mean, 23. Um I mean,
0: Listen, he's listen, he's listen, in listen. the
1: conversation. Okay. Well, I think we're going to talk about this in the legacy portion of the show. But Montana and Tom Brady both have extensive comeback experience. I, I will admit my knowledge of Joe Montana is extremely limited. Yeah. I know he played for the 49ers. I think he won four Super Bowls. Yes. Played for the Chiefs for a bit. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I am incapable of arguing. Uh, here or there on that. Um, so let me reframe my thing. Of anybody that's in the NFL right now, is there anyone that you would want? Oh, to come back more than Mahomes? Is yeah. there anyone better at it? No, no, no. And especially not now. He's one of the most impressive uh, comeback machines, if you want to call him that, in the NFL. Yes. And I always want to, like, while we're down at that, like, kind of inflection point where we're about to come back, I always want to, like, feel like, yes, I trust Mahomes. So I believe that we're about to, this is about to happen. We're going to come back when we win this game. But I never feel that way. No, but that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's kind of the point of it. I'm always like, crap, we are screwed. We're, gonna, you know, I've, i am seen, like, I'm like that, that meme of, like, the dog and Nom with, like, the helicopters in the background. That's, like, me and, like, seeing, like, Mahomes just scrambling for his life and getting massacred in Super Bowl 54 or 55. Um, The numbers always mess with me. Mm, And, like, Brady hoisting another Lombardi with the Bucs. That's, like, happening in the back of my brain, and I'm, like, just in the darkest of places. Yeah. No, to me, that's – like I said, that's the fun of it. It's, like, if you expect that to happen, then the only thing you can be is disappointed. It's like when you're on a roller coaster and you go to the very top – and most people are like, whenever they're like, oh, we're about to go on a big thing, it's going to be fun, we're going to be ups and downs, loop de loops I'm like going up the roller coaster, and it's about to go down, and I'm like, I'm about to die. We're going to crash this thing. It's, this is it. This is it. I'm going to go down this loop, crash to the ground, and I'm done. I will say, um, even before halftime, Mahomes was moving around, and he may have suggested that he would not be completely limited.
0: That's and true. that
1: encouraged me. I well, was like... Yeah. Okay. Maybe we got a shot here. There was a clip of him jogging off the field, um, but even in that clip, you could tell like he was he was feeling that ankle and like trying to put a brave face on it, like oh I'm okay. But you could tell like he's like oh crap oh crap oh crap. He was definitely doing that. He's he's one of those that like he knows people are watching. He knows his teammates are watching. If he's walking around wincing in pain, they're gonna they're gonna be down. Yeah. I love the takes that I've been seeing. Uh, from a oh, lot of people, but mostly Bengals fans. Like, Yeah, Mahomes is faking his injuries and like, oh, he never actually had a knife in his brain. It's all like a, a rope-a-dope. That is very funny to me. Which, Bengals fans, man... And like secretly, like the biggest compliment you can give Mahomes. Like he's coming back from these injuries um, so amazingly that like you think he didn't even have them. Like yeah. he's like freaking Big Ben or something. Or uh, LeBron James. Just like faking injuries out here. Bengals fans are not handling it well. Any, oh no! Any of this? Oh no! This this is this is the nightmare situation for Bengals fans. Yeah, slowly, slowly going to range. We'll, we'll we'll get to the media and fan base reactions yeah. to the Chief Super Bowl later. Yeah, but at this point, you know, returning to our story, our hero is in distress. Yes, he, he's very hurt. He emerges from the underworld uh, with you know the flame of man or whatever it is. I'm not that familiar with Greek mythology. Yeah, um, but he comes back. Chiefs come out and they look pretty good. They do. Um, yeah. they're running the ball. Yes. They, they, they come out in the three first plays after the half. Run, run, run. And all different runs too. I feel like that was kind of a statement of intent. Yeah. About how the second half was going to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they were blocking well. The runs were successful. Just start moving down the field, and suddenly we score. And, like, as soon as we scored on the first drive, I was like, okay, I guess we're in this game. Yeah. Because so I knew as long as the offense – as long as Mahomes is, like, you know healthy enough to function and the offense can keep putting up points, we at least have a chance, you know. Um, So, yeah, they do that. Uh, the Eagles get the ball back, and the defense holds them to a field goal. Which every stop at this point of any kind, any, any any drive that does not result in six points, feels like a massive win. Yeah, exactly. And even if you hold them to a field goal, it felt like a win. Yeah. Um, and that was huge because whenever they kicked that field goal, it they went up six points. And that's when I was like, okay, now we really have a shot. We're going to get the ball back. If we can go down a score, you know, we'll take the lead. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. They went down another long drive and scored. Um, is now the right time to talk about corn dog? I think so. All right, um, man. Andy Reid, it's sneaky he, cheeseburger He loving does day. it again. Yeah, he, he does all this little like oh, I just you know these little chubby guy jokes and hamburger and barbecue. hee. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets in the Super Bowl and just rips your throat out, man. I mean, he he put uh, what's his name, John <laughs> Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, he just like. Roasted that guy. Oh, what's the thing? Uh, the enemy smiles. What, the, the, enemy, the enemy speaks softly and carries a an knife. Yeah, that That's was hilarious. that was Andy Reid. He's he's being all goofy out here, and he's got he's got a couple of daggers just waiting for the right time. <laughs> just gonna kind of gouge you whenever you're not looking. Don't you? And you can't just smile and double up and be like, "They're gonna score." <laughs> this is a free touchdown. Yeah, that was like the equalizer with the the rugby crap. when they got free. Like they got they had the. The free three-yard book card. Ours was the free goal line touchdown card. Yeah, use, twice. Re, yeah, re, Use as often as you want. The crazy thing about that play, I think people are familiar with what happens now. Uh, the first one was Kendarius <laughs> Tony. He split out wide right. He motions back in like he's about to run a jet sweep or something. And they realized that the Eagles were basically bumping the main coverage down. So that outside quarterback was bumping it down to the guy next to him and so on. So they could... Block him. Mm-hmm. And it basically just exploited that coverage rule. So he fakes like he's going in motion. They bump down, and then instantly, boom, he turns back around and is right back out there and is wide open as can be because nobody thinks, you know, he's covering him. The, the guy that thinks he's covering him is on the other side of the field now. He's not, he's not close enough to get there. Uh, especially when it happened live, you weren't quite sure what happened. It was just like the most befuddling thing. Because you're like this whole half of the field, half of the end zone, there was no one, no eagle there. And yeah. there's Kadarius Tony catching a touchdown pass just wide open. Um, this reminds me. This is a, you're not going to understand this because you only play Madden. There was a while there where you know Madden started including motions and you know pre-step movement stuff like that, but the like the assignment logic on defense hadn't quite caught up. So you could see, you could like press a button and see who had who in man coverage. And every now and again, there'd be motion and you look at your man coverage. It's like, Oh, the slot wide receiver is being covered by my defensive end on the opposite side of the field. Crap. He's definitely going to be open because there's no way the guy can get over there. <laughs> That's a little bit what happened here. It's like, Oh, the, the guys went in motion and now it's being covered by the guy who's completely out of
0: position. Yeah.
1: It was, it's, it was hilarious. It's like, it was the, it was, the it was the fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on wait fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me, that saying
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it happened again. I wonder if they have if they ran it a third time. <laughs> would it happen? have worked? Would they have figured it out? Would, would they have been just like I, damn it, I don't understand how this keeps happening. <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, it was the last two touchdowns of the game where they ran that. Yeah. And there wasn't a ton of time in between them. So, like, I wonder if they knew, like, if we do this and do it in quick enough, they won't quite be able to adjust to it. And they did it with a different guy. And the second time, it was uh, Sky Moore. Yeah. And if I know correctly, this was even more next level because Sky Moore was on the wrong side of the field. <laughs> that's that's the funniest part of it. Um, yeah. he He's lined up on the wrong side of the field. And I think Mahomes basically, like, signals to him, like, hey, just just run it over there. Yeah. Um, so they, he, like, he looks where Skymore is supposed to be and does this and he's like oh there's no one there so then he turns the other side and motions like ah, okay we'll roll with it and that, the second one was more wide open the first one like there was someone there but they were not in position and, and Tony had to angle but the other one was like Skymore was on that half of the field by himself Yeah, it was like a glitch and even live you could tell like that was the exact same play yeah um, to have it happen once is crazy. To have it happen twice, I mean, Eagles fans have to be absolutely pulling their hair out, or oh, their feathers out. Rather, that's the kind of stuff you lose your mind. If yeah. you if you feel like your team put up a good effort, the Chiefs were just were just better. You guys are like oh, you know, we did our best. And this one's just like, how can you let this happen <laughs> just, again? Wildly gesture at the TV, like just how? how? Why, why is this, this happening to us? Start rocking back and forth, you know. How <laughs> <laughs> is Andy redoing this? There were actually, there, there were a number of, that, that's the funny thing about, well, we're not going to get into the penalty call yet, but there were at least three different occasions as Eagles fans when you just have been like, what just happened? <laughs> like, the they Hurts fumble, and then both the corn on plays. Mm-hmm. I just, I would feel dead inside of this game Power an Eagles fan. Oh, brutal. Um, so yeah, the Chiefs, they score that second touchdown. Uh, now we're up by one. And it, what if that happened? It was one of those moments where like, wait, we're winning now? How did that happen? Crazy. Yeah. That was, that was a classic. Like, I'm sure I actually said this. But it's like, I can't believe we're winning this game. Yeah. Especially like after, if you go back to like 10 minutes of gameplay before where Mahomes is like hobbing around on the field, it's like, how did we get from there to here? doesn't even seem possible. It's crazy. Uh, So we're into the fourth quarter now, and then the Eagles get the ball back. They're down by one point, uh, 27-28, and the Chiefs defense has probably their biggest sequence of the whole game. They forced a three and out with, like, 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it kind of felt kind of under the radar how important that was because I'm not mistaken, unless you count out, you know, the last Hail Mary at the end. That was the only drive in the second half that did not result in points for a team. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. Uh, so, and they got them down to like I think it was fourth, and I think they had like three yards to gain for the first down, but they had to punt it because they're on their own like twenty-five or so. Um, so again, that the Chiefs' defense being aggressive early on and getting them to fourth down before they're able to get a position where they can you know, feel more comfortable going for it. Yeah, that was was the worst part about watching the defense was it's like, we can't just get them in fourth down. We have to get them in fourth and really long. Yeah. Or they're going to do that crap again. And while we're here, I think this is a great time to talk about it. The Chiefs defense, their game plan in this game was we were going to sell out to stop the run. And they did that. And their game plan was we're going to make you beat us with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to this wide receiver court. And the Eagles were able to mostly do that. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, they won those positions. That's what's crazy. It's like we kept getting – we would finally get into those positions where it's like, oh, it's like third and 15 or fourth and six, whatever. Finally, we got them into a long long yard situation. And they kept converting them. Yeah. I mean, Hertz was – he had some crazy throws. Uh, The receivers had some crazy catches. Goddard was just suddenly like their version of Travis Kelsey out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. it hurts, but I mean, I was, we talk about this later too, but like, <laughs> I came away very impressed with the Eagles and their ability to move the ball through the air. Yeah, that's, like, we basically played chicken with them and they almost didn't flinch. That's one of the things that surprised me so much. was like, in in the Super Bowl victory over the 49ers, once we got to a point in the game where it's like, you have to try to beat us with Jimmy G throwing the ball, yeah, it was over. Yeah. In this game, we got to a point where, we were trying to force them to beat us with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. It was like, crap, he's beating us.
0: Yeah. Um, it happened
1: again and again and again. But that three and out in the fourth quarter, the biggest defensive stand in this whole Super Bowl, um, and really the one that ended up deciding the, the game at the end, uh, that was huge, and finally the defense got him off the field. Chiefs get the, t- get the ball back, and... Then, again, one of the biggest plays in the whole season happens. Canarius mm-hmm. Tony catches the punt, doesn't fumble it, and returns it all the way down to our, like, five-yard line. That was some Dante Hall stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you even remember him from back in, like, early 2000s. I do, actually, yeah. That was one of the few players from that era of cheese football that I do remember. But he just, like, made a couple guys miss and then reversed the entire field, and, you, and you, all you see is that wall of cheese players, and like, oh, this could happen. And you know when I knew it was going to be real? When he appointed the punter tackle. Yeah. Because that's usually, it, it's always exciting until there's a punter tackle. Now, the, ironically, the punter did end up tackling him. <laughs> but it was like five yards away from the end zone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've heard from people that they, the reason that was so wide open, like they were so off balance, is because the, the punter kicked it to exactly the wrong place. Like, shame. Really? That. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: I, I think that might have I didn't Pat McAfee had said that, Who would know. He was a punter. Oh, yeah, he would know. Uh, so he was out of, like, basically he put his entire team out of position. Mm. So that's part of why that happened. But amazing return. I think the most surprising part of that, no flags. Yeah. You never see kicker punt returns these days without flags. Yeah. It felt like even while it was happening, it's like, there's got to be a flag. There's got to be a flag. I think the reason is because the refs knew this was a big moment in Super Bowl history and they couldn't call a penalty during that moment. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. I mean, you can't penalize a team during a big play. That would That'd ruin the game. That would be <laughs> absurd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing. So we get the ball the fourth or the like about the five yard line. That's when the second corn dog touchdown happens. To and Andy Green Moore. was like, "You know what? That first corn dog was great. Give me another. Mm,
0: that's excellent." Like so
1: cool. uh, also, as a quick aside, that touchdown pass to sky Moore, That was his first touchdown of his career in the NFL. And he was in like, the freaking Super Bowl was, in the fourth quarter. He was on the wrong side of the field, and you were as wide open as you could possibly be. I mean, yeah, what a crazy story for him. Good for him, yeah, for sure. Uh, so we get that touchdown. Then that was the moment that, like, Sky World Hunter turned. That was the moment where it was like, "Oh dang, I think we're actually going to win this." Yeah, it finally turned for me that in that moment. Yeah, so we get the touchdown. We go up thirty-five to twenty-seven, and it felt like that was the moment in the game where it felt like the defense was going to get a stop and like really put this thing away. And then the Eagles came out, <coughs> and dang it, they kept throwing the ball, and it kept working, and they moved right down the field, and they scored on us again. They did, and it took like five minutes. Yeah. It did and take you know them a while. Which you was know what? Good for us. I, as, as that was happening, I was thinking, for a team that needs to score twice, they're taking a long time. Yeah. Because they didn't go away for the run. Yeah. And maybe that was the right choice. I don't know. It worked in that instance. Because you don't want to be, you know, too unbalanced. Yeah. But you're right. It did take quite a bit of time. Uh, they got down there, scored, and then they had two-point conversion, mm-hmm. And they didn't do the rugby crap. They ran a, I think, a design QB sweep. Probably really should have done the rugby crap, by the way. And that was, like, the one moment where I kind of lost composure when yes. I was watching. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't think I uttered any four other words, but I definitely, like, threw my pillow and, like... Definitely jumped up through the pillow. Oh, it just... I, I felt like, I felt like that could, like, it, it wasn't that that was the game because they scored, but it's just like, that was the chance to end the game. Yeah. Because Nick Bolton had Jalen Hurts wrapped up at the goal line, or like, right before, and Hurts just powered in. He was an amazing player. I don't know if he had him wrapped up, but it was it was one of those where, like, it was like a race to the, pie, the uh, oh, actually what do they call it? The pylon? Like, he made contact, to like, the, at the one or two. Yeah. And it's like, usually when Bolton hits you, you're done. Yeah. You heard his power through? He did. Man, I don't, I don't think like, it was like a missed tackle from Bolton. If no, I, I remember, it was just basically like they're diving to the end zone. It was a matter of like, who's okay. going to hit who first and like yeah. where you're going to land. And he like landed in or, you know, in the end zone. Mm-hmm. It was impressive play. So I got the two points, tie it up 35-35. Um, and at that point, we got the ball back about five, five minutes left. Five minutes. Um, I love whenever you get the ball back, and it's like a tie ball. Tie game where you have a lead, and like you can just run out the clock. That's my favorite way to end a game. <coughs> so I knew all we needed was like a five-minute five drive into the field. That really was what sweet. we needed. I think this is one of those things that the old Chiefs could not do. Like, they were not built for that. That's a really good point. Like, previous Chiefs teams, they could put up a ton of points, and they score a lot. Um, but in situations where you need to score and drain the clock, they had a hard time with it. Yeah. And this was, I believe, the... I mean, Pacheco had some great runs. He was almost... Like, it's hard to believe he was an unsung hero in this game, because he had a touchdown, like, 75 yards rushing. It looked impressive doing it. But, like, our ability to control the clock and, and answer and maintain the run, that was Pacheco.
0: Mm-hmm. And the line,
1: obviously. Uh, but I think this was the juju, the juju drive, wasn't it? Where he had like three or four really impressive catches. I think that was <laughs> earlier. Might have been. Um, but yeah, I mean, dang if they didn't get down there and, and drain the whole thing away. It felt and like it was the two minute warning and like, in no time. And then, probably the most important play of the game happens. I think ultimately the one that will be remembered the longest.
0: Yeah. Mahomes, uh, With a bum ankle,
1: scrambles for 26 yards. But it's right down on, like, about the 15-yard line, I think. And, you know, not quite ices it, but, like, very closely where, like, we get one more first down, we're probably good. You you got the real sense that the drive was going to end in points. Yeah. One way or the other. Oh, well, I mean, we were in, like, chip shot field goal range. So it's like, okay, the field goal's in our pocket. Like, the game-winning field goal is right there. It's just, like, get a first down and drain this clock, or, you know, score a touchdown. And then you put all of the, you know, pressure on the Eagles to make a miraculous comeback there. To use some uh, some chess, let me go here. We had him in check. We just, we had a little maneuvering to do to get him in checkmate. Wasn't quite checkmate, but we're like, we're right there about to seal the game. Yeah, the the nuttiest part of this to me is having, like, the fact that he's running after, you know... And At the end of the second, or end of the first half, like, writhing and paying on the ground. He did this last week. Mm-hmm. Almost the exact same thing. Yeah. Just taking off and going and running faster than he has any right to in that condition. Just a gutsy-gutsy play in overall performance from the Do you think part of that is, like, the defense does not expect him to do that in his condition? That was part of it. And I saw a neat clip on Twitter the other day, right uh, during that play, like, right before he snaps it, uh, Creed Humphrey, our center, he puts his hand behind his back and signals five to Mahomes. And that's telling Mahomes, hey, there's only five guys in the box. Um So, like, <laughs> if you want to run and scramble, we can take off here. Which is kind of funny, because Mahomes can see that, right? Yeah. So, is it like Creed Humphrey basically, like, say, you should do this? Like, call, like calling a pitch? Or uh, it's not like calling a pitch like a catcher would. It's more like, just letting them know, like, hey, this this option is open. Like, if you want to run it here, you're gonna have running lanes. Yeah. Especially if the Eagles were running man coverage, which they were on that play. So Mahomes, he sees that, he presumably sees the man coverage, and knows that there's the routes are gonna put those guys not in the center of the field and knows, like, hey, I've got an opening here. And he scrambles a bit, jumps through a hole, and he just takes off. You know. Runs and runs and runs. I don't want to drag right. the, the Eagles defensive coordinator more than we already have. Yeah. More than we're going to, because we're going to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He did this last week. Wouldn't you kind of expect situationally for that to be an option again this week? I mean, you you wouldn't, you wouldn't, because, like, again, he's on, like, a bum ankle. You're not really expecting him to do that. He's not, uh, he's not, like, a mobile, super mobile quarterback like Hurts. Um, I think it's more, like, I think the Eagles' pass rush did not quite maintain their, like, rush lanes. Um, Because, again, it was Creed who gave that signal to Mahomes. And you can see, like, the nose guard there is kind of hanging out in the middle of the field, you know, trying to prevent just that. But, you know, he leans one way, Mahomes goes the other way, tries to go back the other way, and Creed prevents him from doing that. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes just off to the races. So then we're down, like, what, 15? Yeah. And it's time to kind of pick our next moves carefully. Yeah, so at this point, it's basically get a first down, kick your chip shot field goal, game over. If you get a first down, you can start kneeling it down. They had, like, what, one timeout left? Was... Um, At the end of it, yeah, they would, they only had one timeout. They had to start burning them because we were draining the clock. And first play, I think it's a handoff to Pacheco, had three yards. Second play, um, it's not like... I <coughs> think technically it passed, but like one of those behind the line for which it passes yep. to, I think it was Juju. It just didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So then we get to third down. Third and seven. You get the first down, you basically win. Uh, you get the touchdown, you probably win. Uh, but what you're really going after is that first down. And I think we all know the famous play now. Mahomes, like the pass rush, for, you know, one of the few times that, you know, actually affects him. He has to lob it up uh, to Juju. It's, you know, way past Juju, lands in the end zone, nobody there. And the Eagles think, oh, we've got to stop. Yeah. And then the flat comes out. Holding on, the defense, automatic first down. And from that point, the Eagles have still have one timeout, but the Chiefs can basically kneel it, essentially, which is what they do and kick the field goal with enough time to where the Eagles will technically get, like, a Hail Mary play, but basically, like, 99% sure we're going to win. Yeah. And, and in this – it's important to note here, you know, <laughs> there, there's this talk joke about, oh, too much time on the on the clock for whoever's playing quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. For Mahomes, it's, like, 13 seconds or 10 seconds, because, man, we can actually get a field goal range that quick. Uh so you just can't you can't score and be like, oh we well, only left them 30 seconds. There's no way they're gonna get down there. You know? You never know what's gonna happen. They've roasted us over the top four. We got AJ Brown, who's insane. So I like I it was really, really smart for me to take as much time off the clock as we did. I think the thing that I love about that drive was you could tell early on Reed was taking his time. Mm-hmm. He was not going too pass-heavy. Really, you could say that about the whole second half. Like a huge, huge criticism of Reed, even going back to his Philly days, um, and you kind of saw it pop up again in that game against the Bengals. Because in these big games, he just gets too pass-happy. He just won't, you know, run the ball, really establish it, lean into it. And you finally, in the second half, you saw him do that. And not like he just leaned wholly on that, but kept it balanced enough. And threaten them enough to where you're just rolling on them. Once you know the Eagles were like, who is this guy? He's managing the <laughs> clock right. He's he's keeping the run game part of it. He's winning the big game. Don't even know you anymore, Andy Reid.
0: Yeah. That that had to be rough for them.
1: Um Let's talk about the penalty. Cause this was this is the, the play that probably gets, you know, the most kind of post game discussion. Can I just go ahead and say something? Say it. It sucks that this game had to basically get iced by a penalty. Well, um, it yeah. sucks that the Bengals game had to get basically iced by a penalty. Yeah, it does. Um, I don't think it's a controversial thing to say that like you prefer the end of these big awesome games to not end with a flag. You know, that is true. But but if the op- the if the other option is to you know not. Call a penalty. That's a penalty. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Well, the other side of this is, if you want to not have the game be decided by a penalty, then don't commit a penalty. That's a very good point. Both both cases. Yeah. It sucks that you committed this, you know, this personal foul or this holding penalty. Mm-hmm. But you did. You broke the rule. Well, in in both cases, they again. I don't think this is like a long term thing, but like in the immediate post game coverage of the game. It overshadowed an incredible scramble from Mahomes. Because mm-hmm. in the Bengals game, everyone's talking about the, you know, the late hit out of bounds. Uh, outside of Chiefs fans, not a lot of people talking about that incredible scramble that Mahomes had to get that first down. Yeah. Um, and the same with this one. Uh, Mahomes had that incredible scramble, but people only really talking about the holding call that, you know, happened shortly thereafter. Do you think Juju scores if he's not defeated there? I will you ask me that question, Andrew. Yeah. I think the answer is probably. Um, obviously, you can't say yes or no. And even looking at the play and like, oh, well, Juju's here. The ball landed here. Uh, so, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do it that way because the holding slowed him down, obviously. And in these, like, you know, the NFL football happens so fast. Any amount of, like, oh, just hold him for, like, a split second, give, give him, like, you know, a half second before he's able to release, that changes up everything. Yeah. Um, And with a pass like that, Mahomes is throwing it to a spot on the field, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not throwing into a wide-open guy. So the timing is absolutely everything on the throw like that. Um And Juju, when he sees, he clearly sees, like, I'm not going to get to this, and he out up his route. Right. So if you look at, you do, like, free frame. oh, ball's here, Juju's here. Uncatchable. It looks uncatchable. Yeah, people, I saw Just people saying cool. that. Which is why it was his pass interference holding. Yeah. It was uncatchable because he got help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think probably, you can't say, like, oh, for sure, because you, you never know. It's the NFL. Maybe he drops it. Um, but, yeah, I think he's probably in a position to catch that ball. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't get held Um, interestingly, the spot the ball was thrown to was in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So, we would have scored a touchdown if Juju had caught that. We would have scored a touchdown, and given the Eagles the ball back with an ability to come and score their own touchdown and tie it up. hmm which would have been worse for the Chiefs than what actually happened. Yeah.
0: Which is, I think the
1: point's being made that you should have not, I mean, even if, even if you upset about the tiki-tiki call, you should not be anywhere close to holding. Exactly. At that point. Exactly. I mean, That's a tremendous point because literally the, the best thing that can happen for the Eagles there is like a turnover or something. The second best thing is, you know, stop and make them kick the field goal. Uh The third best thing would be to touchdown. give up the touchdown. The very worst thing, the fourth best thing,
0: the
1: thing that you can absolutely not do is give them a penalty, give them a first down, let them drain the clock, and then kick the field. So basically, by committing the penalty, you're, you're playing the gamble that if it goes uncalled or unseen, yeah, you get the stop. Yeah. If it's called, that's almost a game. And it was. So I mean, like 99 like I mean, I know that, that you can't always do that calculus in your head, mm-hmm. you know, while that play is going on, but yeah, of a bit of a mistake, even more than a mistake in the penalty uh, by the defensive back there. So at that point, set first down, uh, pass out to, or is it a pass or run to Derek McKinnon, right? I think it's a run. Yes. yes. We run it. Um, and <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, Reed, he kind of, I think he almost kind of let it slip. I don't know if he meant to say this uh, in like a post game interview, but he suddenly went into what he termed church mode. Um, <laughs> which, for, you know, we'll keep it PG on this uh, podcast, but basically, church mode meant don't score. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because if you score, you're giving the Eagles a chance. If you don't score, kick your field goal, yeah. you're basically giving them no chance. I think he's getting some credit for this, but you should probably get more. Um, The amount of restraint McKinnon showed in not scoring there, getting down, it's like such a team play. Because it, it, that, that really mirrored to me, like, the Damian Williams run to immortality in 2019 season. Mm -hmm. It's like, he could have been that guy. He could have been the one that was in the highlights. You know, there's Jarek McKinnon scoring the game winning touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take a single thing away from Jared McKinnon. I, I think he's tremendous. I really like him as a player. Um, I don't think there's a single player on this team that would have scored there. Cause that's, it's the dumb thing to do. And also, they kind of wanted it to happen. Yeah, no, the, the Eagles were absolutely, whatever their version of church mode was. Um, no, I don't want to try to let hard. them score. The one where it's like, yeah, let them score. Encourage scoring. Uh, yeah, never mind. I didn't, I'm not Wingman. <laughs> <laughs> Help the Chiefs score. Encourage <laughs> <laughs> scoring. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's a, it's the wingman defense. That's as that's bad as a PG as we can keep it. Um, <laughs> whatever their version of that call was, I'm sure that was being made. We're like, if we can force them into the end zone, we're going to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was the right decision. Good job by him. So yeah, we, we kick our field goal. Um, Harrison Butker total redemption. By the way, that field goal, I almost didn't realize it while I was like, live, but rewatching it. That field goal happened right on the paint. Yeah. Which was scary, and yeah, in the paint is like it's an okay term in basketball. It's a terrible term in yeah the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 put a nice little bow on this uh, game, and then I want to talk about the side. Yeah. How did you feel about the, the like before that kick? Oh, were you confident? Total confidence. You know, um, I was, and I'm not even I'm not joking. Like Harrison Bucker, when when is all on the line, he's going to get it done. Rationally, I knew there was like virtual certainty irrationally, I was like,
0: shenanigans.
1: My only little buffed buff, Muff, snap, yeah, blocked kick. To me, it was it, absolutely so. the, the pain, like, the slippage. That was the, the only thing I was really concerned about. Well, which was not irrational, because that had been happening all night. Well, and also, you know, Harrison Butker's only drawback is that these little extra points sometimes, especially in the unimportant games, obviously this is an important one, sometimes he just misses those. Yeah. Um... But no, he he gets it done, I think kind of redeems himself from uh, the previous missed field goal. Uh, That would would have loomed large if we had lost this game or if we went into overtime. Yeah, yeah. We we scoot it to the Eagles. I think they have like eight seconds at the start of the kick. They get the ball with like four seconds. Uh, They run their Hail Mary. Uh, Hertz throws it like crazy short. Yeah, that that was a little odd. It was odd. but Also, like that play has like a zero point zero five percent chance of succeeding. So, did he at like in one last revenge of the turf slip a little bit as he was throwing it? I don't know. He might have. I mean, he's got a big arm. Who knows? He was he I he threw it so shallow that no one got to it from either side. Yeah. I mean, it it was basically a meaningless play. The game the game was essentially over at that point. Yeah, it was a little bit of a cold, boa constrictor-like way to win the game, where it's just like we slowly wrapped ourselves around them and killed their chance for a comeback. Yeah. But, man, that's uh, that's how you should do it. It was textbook. I think it's just crazy. You know, we go up eight. The Eagles get the ball back. They go down. They score their touchdown. They score their two-point conversion. Mm -hmm. And Mahomes gets the ball back for five minutes, and the Eagles never really see the ball again. You know? Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's like their offense did everything right. They came up clutch when they needed to, and they still lost because you're playing at home. So that's that's why, man, I, I I feel like they played it too cool and they were down by one score. Yeah. And that's um, why I said, by the way, um, yeah, some people, sometimes people say like, oh, it's just the team that ends with the ball wins. Yeah. Um, that's why that, Three and out the, the, um, cheese forced in the fourth quarter with like 12 minutes. But I knew when that happened, I was like, that was massive. Yeah. And that's why. Uh, you remember what I say saying? When you're up by, like, when you're down, I guess, by eight points like that, you need three different things to go right to get back in the game. You need to score touchdown, you need to score the two point conversion, you need to get the ball back and, and score again. Mm hmm. And at that, like, with ten minutes, I just don't think you could take half that time. You got too much work to do. You got too many things that could go wrong in there. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that was. You, you can play that way if you're if you're gonna you know try to go down and get up by a score, or if you have the ability to go ahead. But whenever you cannot possibly do anything but tie the game. You know, like, if that's, that's the max that you can do is tie the game. I just, I just think they took too much time and they were not accounting for, uh, the Chiefs Kid back up. Well, and, you know, we said going into this game that as good as the Eagles' offense was, um, it's not an offense that's designed to come from behind. No. And I think that, I mean, as good as they played, which was amazing, I think that still holds up true. Because yeah. if the Eagles, let's say, uh, that holding penalty is not called, and let's say we kick our field goal and they get the, the ball back with you know, about a little under two minutes, no two-minute warning, mm-hmm. uh, and just one timeout, um, I don't know if the Eagles' offense performs at the level that they did if they're in a situation where they have to pass the ball. Because when they were balanced, like Hurts was dicing this up, mm-hmm. but if they were put in a situation where they had to pass the ball, I really think our defense would have showed up. Yeah. That could be. I mean, I feel like we were getting some pressure. Not a lot of, obviously didn't get any sacks, except for like one technical sack. Uh, But I think that might have been where you see like the signature Chris Jones moment. Yeah. Um, one more thought about the hold. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely the hold. Uh, the problem, and I really think the reason that, especially right after the game, people were upset about it, is the broadcast never actually got a replay angle of the hold that drew the penalty. Yeah, yeah, and because it happened behind, it happened away from the homes. Uh-huh. It happened on like, it happened on Juju's back as he's making his cut, facing the end zone. Yeah, are and they, they never showed a replay? Are we going to exhaust this topic right now? Can I go ahead and get some? Yeah, no, let's, let's just get it all done now. Um, yeah, you're right. The if you just saw, there, there were basically like two holding adjacent infractions, I guess, on that play. One was pulling the jersey. And the other was he like got his hand on his hip and turned him a bit. Yeah. The jersey, that's like, that's like offensive holding almost, where it's like every time the ref sees it, they're going to call it. Yeah. Every time. So Clear as day. Point. You know, white jersey. The telltale sign. Getting tugged. Yeah. You're tugging their jersey. Right. That's as the cool. player's like making his cut. The, the other one, the little bit, like, the you know, a little bit of a like hand on the hip. Defensive backs do that on nearly every play if they're in tight man coverage. Yeah. And sometimes it'll get cold. I usually don't think that's holding. I think I could see more of a point if that was what happened. Well, if, if that was it, if that was the only contact, which that, again, that was the only contact they showed on the broadcast, yep. I would understand. You know, like Greg Olson, um, I really like him as a, a broadcaster and he was kind of freaking out about the penalty. Um, but he was only looking at what the broadcast was showing him. So yeah. I'm like, I understand, like, if that's all you saw, you'd be like, oh man, it's, that's a really ticky attack play. I hate that they threw that. Yep. And I would agree with that. Um, but they just never showed, they never showed the actual hole that drew the penalty, which was as clear as day. I'll tell you what, I don't usually ever care about the inherent fairness of calls to go the Chiefs way. Mm-hmm. Cause I've lived through so much, like, karmic, like, debt. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like, the universe is, is so much in my debt for weird Chiefs calls, like, you know, the Derek Johnson, Marcus Mariota, forward progress crap. Every single Tom Brady call that he gets, you know. It doesn't matter how many Super Bowls we win. I will still be pretty upset about that. <laughs> yeah, still bad right now talking about it. Um, the Chris Jones rubbing the passer. The, the booping the passer We've got, right, we got nothing bad to say about Carl Chippers. Um, never say like anything bad about it. I don't like, even if it had just been like a little bump. Or like a phantom-holding god, but like, well, whatever. That was just payback. Um, I, I would have liked it. Um, it wouldn't have cheapened anything to me. I just be like, whatever. I don't care. I I would have been... Don't get me wrong. I'm taking the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, no, no apologies for winning the Super Bowl. But I would have... I would have hated to have won Super Bowl and like, the game deciding to play was a penalty that shouldn't have been thrown. Yeah. But I really think in this one, it was like, Twitter's day, like, it was a penalty It clearly affected the play because, again, it was the player that the ball was thrown to. So, yeah, you got to throw it there. I generally like how in the playoffs you don't get as many ticky-tack calls. I wish they called like it all the time. I agree. Because it's way more watchable. I agree. Um, But I've never... It blew my mind when I first started watching NFL football consistently back in 2017. When people started talking about, like... You know, that's, oh, that's not a penalty. to you from the playoffs. Like, the, the idea that you would referee a game differently in the playoffs than in the regular season is still kind of mind-boggling to me. Like, well, why? It is. If you're not going to be called that in the playoffs, why are you calling and it? The it's, in the regular it's, season? So, it's so consistent that it's obvious they tell them, hey, don't cause me penalties in the playoffs. Yeah. It, like, which, which is it? Are you, what? are you juicing the playoffs or are you like calling it wrong the whole season? Well, there's a plan. You're like, okay, I gotta play one way during the regular season and then we get to the playoffs. Well, I'm gonna start playing this different way. It's like, why, why would we change the rules of our sports in like the biggest games? Yeah. It, it makes no sense to me. So yeah, I, I agree. It sucked that there was a penalty that affected the narrative of the game. I am going to blame the person who committed the penalty more exactly. than the ref who called it right. Exactly. Because, again, you got to know, like, that's the one situation that you absolutely cannot have. And um, we haven't mentioned this yet. Yeah. The guy, um, Darius Slay. Um, guy? James Bradbury. Sorry, sorry. James Bradbury. He says in his first <laughs> game conference, press conference, like, someone asked him. He was like, yeah, yeah. I, I held him. I, I thought, you know, they wouldn't throw it. I thought it's they like wouldn't that, call it. It's like that meme of, how I get away with it. He admitted. It? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm just, like, gesturing wildly to any, like, um, you know, Chiefs' hater fan yeah. that's like complaining about it. it's like he literally said he that, him. that totally should have shut up anyone <coughs> who had a little, like was griping about this. I think it mostly did too. Um, like once that got out, the the crowd that's like, oh, you, it's too big a game you can't call it there. If it's too big a game to not like call it there, then it's also too big a game to let it go. It's just like what, yeah. what does that even mean? Well, again, it's. It directly affected the play. Yeah. It changed where Juju could be to catch that ball. And yeah. if it didn't happen, again, I think it's likely, or it's not probable, that he catches it. I think what it comes down to is if you, if you really think that should have been called, you just didn't want the Chiefs to win. Yes. No, that's 100% true. If you, if you hate the Chiefs, if you hate the Homes, that is some of the, you know, copium that you can take to resolve yourself. Yeah. Um, and fine. Whatever. Go ahead. Call to Mickey Mastering the rest of your life. I don't, I really don't care. Let's do, uh, and, you know, not, not to, I'm still not cool with refs, generally speaking, but let's, let's, let's have a quick Carl Cheffer's appreciation moment. Um, <clears throat> I was, I was fully expecting some bullcrap in this game. I was too. Um, and I'm normally not like a big, oh, the refs suck. They're trying to yeah. get us. Um, but yeah, with him, there was enough things where I was like, is this guy still kind of mad about uh, Travis Kelsey telling him he shouldn't be working at Footwalker? Um, <laughs> is he mad that we made him cry at Arrowhead? <laughs> it's true. Uh, but oh. it, my, my favorite part of this is Andy Reid, before the game, he said, someone who you don't expect is going to step up and get back on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Even You're Carl's just talking just about <laughs> Carl Jefferson. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, whatever. Before we get too happy, don't forget that, like, he was not the one that threw the flag, it was another guy, and he just like was the umpire or whatever. Yeah. So they had to call it. Yeah. Um com- yeah, well, teeth. One more little solo here for all of the all the people who think that the refs gave the Chiefs the game. Uh number one, if you think that the refs or like the NFL receives gives the Chiefs any preferential treatment or that the refs are cozy up to the Chiefs, you have not been watching for the last two decades. Mm. Uh we usually get screwed by the refs. Uh two um, there were lots of questionable calls that went the Eagles' way earlier in the game. Yeah. I don't know. Lots of replay review. Uh, we had the, what would have been the second Nick, uh, Nick Bolton and score. Yeah. And that to me, that was just as much like 50 50. So it's like, I, you know, if you want to say, just because it happened in the last minute of the game does not mean that it was any more impactful than any of those other, like things that went against the Chiefs from a, a referee perspective. Yeah. And I, I don't think there was any that stood out to me as questionable in terms of like incorrect. Just ones that were like, oh, that's really close. I could see them calling it either way. Like the, uh, the second, you know, fumble scooping score, that one was real close. Like I, I feel like I've seen a play like that from Travis Kelsey before, you know, be called a fumble. Yeah. Um, but either, you know, I, I didn't hate I didn't hate that they called it incomplete passes. Yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. And the same with the Eagles had a lot of catches that were, you know, iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was one right before the half that they actually did call incomplete. Yeah. But there were several that I thought, like, looks like that might be incomplete that they got. So I actually thought on the whole it was a very well-officiated game. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought so as well. Okay. Going to talk about the refs. Uh, Harrison Bucker. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Well, one, yeah, one last, last, last. This is the time.
1: Um, I think the perfect comparison that I saw to this play was D4 lineup up offsides. Like, it sucks that that flag had to be thrown in that situation, in that big a moment where like, you know, Tom Brady throws an interception, D4's on offsides, that game is over. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks that that happened, but he was offsides. You know what's funny is that guy's going to keep catching strays for the entirety of Mahomes' career because everyone's going to be like, "Oh, Mahomes has five championships, six if D4 in off offsides. You know, <laughs> thanks. Did Nick Wright just walk into the room? Um, but no, I, I I agree. It sucks. Which I'm I'm not that guy. I I, I think, think it's, it's annoying. It's annoying to have the asterisk say, "Well, they would have won more championships a little bit because." Trust me, there are Bengals fans right now that's like, if we went for Joseph Osai and the Bengals would have won the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, that's true. Um, yeah, I I kinda feel like, you know, D Ford made like one big mistake in a big moment and just like kind of got destroyed for it. Um, I never really thought he kinda like earned the hate that he got for that. Yeah. Um Well he also was mediocre for years. Nah, that's casual. But, you know, he got a big paycheck from the 49ers, so I think it all Probably got hurt. turned out <laughs> fine for him. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a situation where it's like it sucks that the penalty happened on that play in like such a big moment, but it was a penalty. You know, what do you want them to do? Like not throw the penalty? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I do not.
1: All right. That's all I have. I think we've wrapped this game up in terms of, like, you know, beat by beat. Now let's kind of do some – from above the treetops.
0: One, one more thing the
1: game. Okay. for the game. Yeah, I did not relax at all until the clock were zero. Like I was expecting some crap. Like after Bucker kicked the field goal, like everyone else is like, yay, yeah, we won." I'm just like, "Shut up." Ah, uh, we we have got to to avoid one last. Bit of chicanery. I knew like the situation, like once we kicked the field goal, I knew the situation was basically gonna be like one Hail Mary pass. Actually, what what was concerning was not completing the Hail Mary pass. What was concerning was spot of the foul, pass interference, mm. they get the ball on the twenty yard line. Yeah. Cause man, that could have happened so easy. Well, you know, our defensive backs didn't hold. So. Mm. Just upstanding individuals. Yeah. Never helped.
0: Yeah. No, also, right. also
1: it was the definition of an uncatchable ball. <laughs> Completely. <idiot. laughs> yeah, no once the once the field goal happened, I was like, okay, we got the same in the bag. Um but yeah, it it
0: it was an incredible game,
1: by the way. Yeah. Uh just like the one, you know, flying the ointment was that, you know, flag at the very end. Um there's nothing quite like like having the full realization that your team is likely going to lose this game. And then winning it. Yeah. No, I, I I took a bathroom break at halftime, and I'm in there thinking, we're gonna lose this game.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I you start I, kind I, of
1: planning what you're gonna do. How you yeah. Mean, let, yeah. Like I'm already like planning like how am I gonna cope with this? I start developing takes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, our defensive back is. Excuses. Experiences. I mean, yeah. I need to start compiling excuses right now. Yeah. Um, the whole hurt is ankle. I mean, what
0: are you gonna do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the game overall now. Um,
1: let me start off by asking this. What's, what was the most surprising thing that happened in the game? Not in terms of, like, play, but, like, a thing or trend that surprised you. Okay, I, I want to talk about two things. I'm going to hog some lines. No, go ahead. One, okay, you're on the stats there. Can you read for me the Eagles rushing stats?
0: Ah, I would be, I would love to. Let me pull those up. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop. Okay.
1: Uh, do you want the running backs or like oh, Give me, give me both of them in order and in total. Okay. <coughs> both of them together. Um. Oh boy, gotta do some math on air. Twenty-five, thirty-two carries for about a hundred and ten yards. Yeah. The Eagles' running yards. backs were like what thirty-five yards. The Eagles' running backs. This this math's a little easier. 17 yards for 45. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. 17 carries for 45 yards, averaging about 2.3 yards per carry. Yeah. That's amazing in and of itself. Uh, Hertz, I it felt like he ran for a lot more, but it was so much of those, like, little QB designed runs and scrum, scram, scrum, scrums. Scrum, scr- scrum, scr- scrum, scrum, scrumbles. Yeah, he had a scrumble. Oh. Um, but. And the important thing about that, yeah, you know, almost all of his yardage running was in the first half. Yeah. In the second half, he was like four carries for like seven yards. They, like got, they, they, got, shut they him down. got a little bit off their game. They started passing. Uh but no, okay. The fact the Eagles had just a little bit over hundred yards is surprising, but not to me. Check the receipts in the Super Bowl preview. We we asked the what's one weird thing that could happen to this game, and I said Eagles rushed for less than hundred yards. Yeah, um, I, I think you have to count Jalen Hurts' rushing as like being mostly separate. Uh, yeah, I mean it just reflects that the Chiefs were able to shut down the running game. Uh, the second most surprising thing to me, and this was this was shocking to everybody: zero sacks allowed. Mm. And this is surprising for three reasons: one, the Eagles allegedly had an elite pass rush; two, the Chiefs tackles have been I think it's fair to say inconsistent this year start turning it up down the stretch, figuring things out, but they had some rough patches and three, Mahomes is on a bi-ankle. So he he's not as escap- as escapable, allegedly as he usually is. So yeah, those three factors together, um, were really surprising. Uh, I do have a theory on the
0: pass rush. Well, far away. And this actually goes both ways. Um, Do you remember the Bengals-Bills
1: game in the snow? Yeah. And the Bills pass rush has not been great all year, but in that game the Bills got, like, no pass rush. Yes, absolutely none. And if you watch the game, like, they were getting no traction because that snow was coming down. It it basically, like, the the elements negated the Bills pass rush, and it made the Bengals' offensive line look better than they were. I'm not going to say it's all that, but I think there was a little bit of that with the gosh dang slip, slip and slide field. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone who's looking at the Chiefs off the blind and film review and everything says they played very well. And there's a, apparently a lot of times whenever the, the, I think, I think Mitch Schwartz had a twerk, a tw- twerk, not a twerk. Mitch Schwartz twerk. It's where you uh, type a tweet in your oh, butt. Gosh, this is why we can't record late. Twerk. <laughs> Had a tweet where he said mostly whenever the Eagles' defenders were falling down and slipping, they'd already lost the snap. As far as like pass rush, yeah, yeah, of like hand placement and positioning and all that leverage. But I think that the bad turf probably negated some of the Eagles' pass rush advantage, and I think it also indicated the Chiefs' pass rush because they didn't have as much pressure as we've seen in the playoffs to this point. Yeah, I, and I know that the Eagles have a good offensive line, but I don't think it's you know. Next to no pass rush quality. So, yeah, I mean, I, hats off to the Chiefs offensive line. Zero sacks, zero sacks. But I think there was a little bit of traction issue there too. Yeah, I mean, I think both things are true. Um, I think Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown both played like the game of their lives. Yeah, which I, you know, I said, look at the preview pod. You know, I, the interior three, I was fine because those. It's going to be those tackles when they got faced up. You know, one on one, would they be able to hold up? And they absolutely did. They yeah. didn't just hold their own; they won their reps again and again and again. Andrew Wiley had one of the one of the most unexpected good performances in this game. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was I was hoping for adequate. We got very good. Yeah, I don't want to be like I told you so here, but I feel like I've always been a bit higher on him than you have. It's mm-hmm. true. We're like he he is kind of a journeyman, kind of what you might call. <laughs> Replacement level. He's a journeyman who keeps coming back to the Chiefs. Yeah, like he. think like he's like, like almost like I'm not kidding. you like second one year deal. Um, but yeah, he's he's what I call replacement level. Yeah, like it's, it's a baseball term. It basically means uh, you could, you could always find this level of talent basically on the free agent
0: Yeah,
1: so. and I I don't think it's that far off. But I mean, man, I, it feels like this year. And really in the playoffs, he kind of developed into yeah. a guy that, you know, has proven like when in the biggest spots, he's able to get the job done. So he did, you yeah. uh, know, major kudos to both of those guys for really having like the best performance of the year in, you know, a spot where he really needed it. Uh, once again, turning the question back to you, uh, what were you most surprised by? Um, I want to talk about the fuel condition first, though. Yeah. Uh, before I answer your question, I, I will answer that, though. I want to dub this the Slipper Bowl, <laughs> because, man, everybody... <laughs> One of the funniest tweets I saw was, the NFL proudly presents the Super Bowl on ice. <laughs> because, man, guys were just skating out there. It was crazy. Um, I don't really understand it. I, I understand that, like there, there are two elements to this. One was the sod was not good. No. Two was not that far off from a third of the field was painted. Yeah. Painted in, like, what was... It was so clearly causing an enormous amount of, like, slipping, because every time you saw a guy slip, he was on that painted surface. Yeah. And you could see, like, when players, like, every time they dug in to, like, make a turn or really push or whatever, you see huge chunks of sod why? He's like, a, oh my god. Which is let me let me let me take a minute to talk about how dumb that unforced error was. Um you've got these enormous painted logos for the Super Bowl. For advertising the Super Bowl during the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is not advertising NFL football or next year's Super Bowl, this is advertising The Super Bowl that are already watching. It's like putting an advertisement for Christmas on the Christmas tree, you know? Why do you need a 40-foot, or no, bigger than that, just this enormous, like, taking up a third of the field logo? They were so big. Huge. There was that. and Also, my, you know, dumb NFL brain is so used to logo means (laughs) half halfway. You know, that (laughs) means the midfield mark. So there were so, so many times that one of the teams would be on about the 25-yard line. Either Theirs were the opponents, and I would be like, oh, they're at midfield. So in this game, teams were just constantly appearing in the red zone out of nowhere. It, it was just absolutely threw in me just completely off. Yeah, that's true. I did have a couple moments where I was like, oh, we're in the red zone. Oh, crap. What? Yeah, or, enough. you know, oh, crap. They're in the red zone. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Um, so, yeah, That sucked. Well, what was really funny was, it was some kind of special grass um, that they had developed at like, oh like a local university or something. They were so proud of this grass. And yeah, they, they were so proud of it and like advertising, like, look at this amazing thing that we made. We, we made this hybrid gra- grass that's like half football grass, half like golf green grass. Which, okay. um, But man, just. Just a terrible plane surface. Just an absolute embarrassment. Like, I don't know who was responsible for that, but they were getting I kind canned. of feel bad because you know somewhere there's a professional grass farmer or something. I think it's like Oklahoma State University or something. A bunch of people who were very proud of this and, like, probably told their relatives, hey, tune in the Super Bowl to see the grass I worked on. Mm-hmm. And then just get rolled the whole game. Yeah. No, that, that was rough. Just, like, listening to, like, three hours of Greggles and just complaining about them. Uh had to be pretty funny. I don't understand this is not new. The NFL does a terrible job somehow with their playing surfaces. Well, okay. Let me interject here. Interject. It's absolutely a team by team basis. Because yeah, like, like it's like up the, to the different teams. Like the Commanders' skins maintain always, their fields. Yeah. Commanders are always bad. The Cardinals apparently are always bad. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it said because they're they're using some kind of uh like uh Biological witchcraft to even get grass to grow in the desert the way that it does. Well, they have that thing where like the the field like rolls in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, some like, teams they're do a fine job. I think the Chiefs do an excellent job. Of uh, it Mexico City does a terrible job. Yes, letting Shakira get in there and yeah, Shakira destroy just ripping the place up, just doing donuts on the field. Yeah, uh, and I think you know maybe Rihanna and her baby um, are partially kind of. Old. Actually, no, that's not true because their stages were floating up in the air. That mm. Didn't have anything. It's to actually, be. yeah, probably. Wait, probably not. Wait, 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 wait. What are the odds? What are the odds that part of what went into the design of the floating stages was just like, okay, we can't destroy the field at halftime. <laughs> we already know this is bad. Let's have her. Let's have her up on a, up on a like Mario platform. <laughs> it did look like a 2D platformer set or something. Oh, I'm I'm going with this now. Yes. This was the NFL's way of trying to protect the field and failing. Yes. Uh, so the field was terrible. Um, I think, again, going back to the question you originally asked me, what surprised me the most? Um, I think you kind of stole it from me, to be honest. The, the fact... I'll, I guess I'll twist it a little bit. The fact that the Eagles passed for more yardage than the Chiefs is shocking. The fact that the Chiefs, Chiefs rushed for more yardage than the Eagles is shocking. So, like, those two yeah. things, like, you, you kind of, this was being kind of framed as, like, run team, pass team matchup. It just got absolutely flipped. The, the script got flipped. Um, let me read the Chiefs running stats for you here, by the way. It's in the triple digits. I know that much. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes was six for forty-four in his scrambles. Uh, the Chiefs' running backs were twenty for one hundred and ten yards, so averaging well over five yards per carry. So they were really running the ball well, pretty much throughout the entire game. Much better than the Eagles were able to run, you know, with their kind of traditional running back runs. Um, just really shocking. And again, our offensive line. I know Mahomes won the MVP, and I think that was deserved as, like, individual player bases. Mm-hmm. But if you had to give, like, an MVP to a single, like, unit in this game, I think it's the Chiefs offensive line. Yeah. He gave up no sacks, and really not even many pressures. Like, it wasn't just Mahomes scrambling around avoiding pressure back there all day. Mm-hmm. And then they put up this kind of performance in the run game. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's massive. You know, I think, so, we still gave up 35 points. So it's hard to classify this as a good defensive performance. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it feels like, we talked about this before the before the game, the Chiefs seem to match up well against ground and pound teams, at least in the sense that they don't get grounded and pounded. Yeah. right? Like they, they didn't, this didn't happen against the Titans, this didn't happen against the, the 49ers. We just do not get burnt on the ground. Well, and let me clarify something. The Steve Spagnuolo Chiefs defense does not Yeah. Previous defenses. Oh, definitely. Absolutely did. Completely. Like, I mean, look at <clears throat> the AFC Championship game in 2018. They just got dominated in the run game. They yeah. They just never, ever stopped it. Um, but really, the Steve Spagnolo's defense is like, you can, you can rack up yardage on them, but you're not going to dominate them to the point where you're able to just win the game now. Yeah, uh, I think the most fascinating thing is, and I think first people talk about this. The first half unfolded about like people were expecting. I think where the Eagles were able to run the ball with some success, especially with Jalen Hurts, uh, move the ball through the air, and the Chiefs passed some, but looked a little bit out of rhythm. Like yeah. they, were, they were getting disrupted by the Eagles' defense. The second half was like a role reversal. Where the Eagles were the team that were needing the pass to keep up. And the Chiefs were the team that was actually be able to, to play some ball control, move the ball very balanced, and take the short passage and play like conservatively. Um, I think this means a couple things. One like we talked about, the Chiefs just have matured and diversified as an offense so much. Like yeah. diversified like, especially. Yeah. Like this this played out exactly like we were hoping with overwhelming the offensive line with, uh, you know, moving on from Tyree Hill so that we have a more balanced passing attack. Um, and then the fact that the Eagles did get in a negative game script and were not able to do the thing where they just punch down on, on an inferior opponent and, and drive up, uh, you know, take up time of possession drive up their lead. They got to the point where they were having to press. And they were pressing not just on offense, but on defense, too. Yeah, I think that might have been where you see some of the communication issues, and it wasn't limited to the corn dog plays. I think there there are other issues that the, the Eagles' defense was supposed to, I, it just like they didn't quite have the composure in the second half once the tide started to turn. In that second half, the Eagles' defense was just completely unable to make a positive play against the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, and just like we we kept getting ahead of the sticks. And they just could not get us off the field. Do you think, um you know, the Eagles, they saw Patrick Mahomes go down. You know, they saw him lumping off the field. I think by that point, if you got a double-digit lead and Mahomes is limping off the field, human nature is such that you're just like, at that point, you're like, oh, we're going to win this game. Yeah, that, that is the perfect script for the Eagles to win this game. Yeah. I mean, they were up by 10 points. So they can, you know, really ground and pound in the second half and the other team's quarterback is, like, clearly hurt. Might His mobility might be limited. Everything was set up for them to succeed and close out the game. I have to think as a relatively young, relatively playoff inexperienced team, that probably allowed them to let up a little bit and they weren't ready for the counterpunch. Oh, okay. yeah. I think it's completely impossible. And, by the way, the counterpunch that did come what do you do against this? Here, here's the Chiefs' drives in the second half: mm-hmm. touchdown, 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 game-winning field goal that could have been a touchdown because the Eagles wanted us to score it. So, what do you do against that? You, you get stopped once, like they did, and you lose. Which That's crazy okay. that was really. It was almost like touchdown, touchdown, punt return for near touchdown. Yeah. Field goal. Yeah. So, each in a bunch of different ways. Um I don't know. As I we just, all predicted, the Chiefs special team stepped up in a big way. Oh, my gosh. Uncle Dave <laughs> knew the whole time. He knew the whole time. Yeah, we're just not going to talk about that. fuel called the Buckets No, no. That big old doink. No, it was such an impressive performance. I, I really think that mentally the Eagles defense let up a little bit. I, I think it's... I think it's possible. My my thought about this, everyone's dragging the Eagles defense and their coordinator, especially their pass rush, after what happened in the second half. I've been saying all season long, Mahomes eats elite defenses for breakfast. Yeah. That's what he does. Every single time he's Facebook, look what happened to the Niners defense, eating a line. Look what happened to the Eagles defense, eating a line. Um even the Bengals defense was able to move the ball against them even despite being so limited. Yeah. Um so again, like, clearly you can't look at that game and be like, oh, they you know, played well, but this is what happens when you face Mahomes and, and you Reed. This is what happens to you. Um, here's a question. Everyone made a huge deal about the Eagles getting 70 sacks during the regular season, which is incredible. No extra game. But if you have a positive game script, most all your games, Eagles played the easiest. Eagles played the easiest schedule in the league this year. Yeah. I think that gets lost. Like they yeah. were a good team, but they had such an easy path to this game. Yeah. If you're playing teams that are down by multiple scores and pressing, and you're gonna play mediocre quarterbacks, I think that's going to inflate those sack Never numbers. Going to rack up a lot of sacks. Also, you get to play Daniel Jones three times in one season. Yeah. That's going to contribute some sacks. So, you know, Jalen Hurts, real deal. Eagles pass rush, maybe not as good as we thought. Yeah. And, again, Jalen Hurts, um, he was incredible. I was very impressed by him. I do think, like I said before, you have to bear in mind, you know, they're facing the Chiefs defense, which is good, but not elite. Yeah. I don't think anyone would really say. Um But man, that Eagles defense, they're facing the best offense in the league, one of the best quarterbacks Mm -hmm. of this generation of history, maybe, maybe ever. We'll see. So again, I just like, I think, I think the Eagles defense is getting thrown under the bus when it's like, that's just kind of what happens when you play Mahomes. You get run over by a bus. I don't want to look too far into the future on any of this stuff. We're living in the moment right now, but I will say for the Eagles, like, I think all Cheese fans came away with like the simultaneous yes, they're way better than we would give them credit for. Also, they're not as good as everyone was hyping them up to be. Wait, did that? That's no. <laughs> I, I, cheese Chiefs fans took took like you included, took to the take. They ain't played nobody. Right? Which was true. They yeah, hadn't played yeah. nobody. So they kind of kind of took them as like a paper tiger. You know, they coasted the Super Bowl. I thought it was possible. They're not as good as we thought. I think they're they're better than I thought, but they're not as good as everyone's hyping them to be.
0: Yeah, right this game.
1: Kind of in that mid-range. And I I want to kind of split it up. Like um the Eagles passing attack. Really good. Was as advertised in some Um and it's but, still, it still reminded me so much of the Titans. It's like it's like the Titans with a much better game. Yeah, maybe that's a good way to describe it. Um, and, and maybe not quite as good a run game. Because Again, we kept thinking, like, let's just give him these passing situations third and long and we'll be able to capitalize on that and just could not for the most part. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Hurts, I think he played, like, the game of his life. I do think he's an excellent quarterback. Um, Seems like he's just a good dude overall. So, no no ill will towards him. Okay. Quick thing here. Go ahead. Do you think Jalen Hurts is getting a little bit of a free pass for the scoop and score humble? Uh, maybe so. Um, I will say I am extremely biased because my quarterback dropped the ball just like two weeks ago in a very similar situation. So, yeah, but maybe that's why. Usually, if you do that kind of thing and you win, no one talks about it. If you do that kind of thing and you lose, everyone's like, why'd you drop the ball, dummy? Yeah. Well, I think the fact that they came back and just immediately drove down the field and scored kind of put to bed a lot of those, you know, yeah. uh, questions about that. But even if you were like, to, you know, just so caveman that you're like, well, if, it, if they hadn't, well, that, that, hadn't had that holding call, mm-hmm. then equals basic world champions. I'd be like, well, maybe your quarterback shouldn't have fumbled away a touchdown. Yeah, that that was not great. Um, but aside from that, he played yeah. just, I think, one of the best games that he's ever played in the NFL, undoubtedly. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Oh my gosh! That was so good. Was just, he was giving Kelsey run, it, it just so many clutch catches. I don't. I don't really buy into the takes that Jalen hurts outplayed Mahomes, but dang if Dallas Goddard didn't darn near outplay Travis Kelsey in this particular game. Yeah, I mean he had that kind of an impact in the game. Kelsey had a good game, but uh, yeah, Goddard he was he was just killing us. It seemed like every time they needed a big play, um, he was there. So yeah, uh, Eagles offense, I thought was mostly as advertised. Um, so maybe I was wrong in my take about that. Although again, we were able to slow down that, uh, run defense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of the focusing on that run defense, I think opened some stuff up for them in the past game. The Eagles defense, you know, I, I was saying before, kind of that mentality, they ain't played nobody, might be a paper, paper tiger. I think the, I think the Eagles defense might have been the paper tiger. Yeah, they did not show up at all in the second half. They got rolled. I think so. I think they, they got out-schemed. Which, again, that's what happens when you play Mahomes and Reed. But, you know, they 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 could do nothing to stop us. They got they got out-schemed, and uh, it's hard to play defense. You're not playing with the lead. It's, it really is. Um, you know, I think, you know, every, every one of these wins, I kind of want to look back like, what's what, – are we going to see this team again? I think the Eagles are very well positioned to re to, to be back again because the NFC is just that. Wide open is a nice turn. Um bad is what I would say. The NFC is bad. Uh so a, a good team will probably win pretty regularly. That said, they lost both their coordinators. Yeah. Which is wild to me, especially the defensive coordinator. Like what did he tell the Cardinals? I just kind of like to think they signed the paperwork before the Super Bowl and he <laughs> yeah. just kind of yeah. like, hey, no takes his back, you know? I hope that's exactly what he said. <laughs> like, ah, Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, the offense, I think, is set because they got a lot of young pieces there. Uh, they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts, but that's you know, he's worth it, I think. The defense is really a combination of uh, older, like that pass rush was older and really reliant on some free agent signings that I think are going to be like either prohibitively high in terms of cap space space or will be like their deals up. So I don't, like I can see the offense being as good or better as it was this year. I do not see that defense being as good again. Yeah. Period. I mean, for the Eagles um, this year went as well as could have possibly been imagined. Um, So many free agent signings worked out. A lot of the draft picks worked out. Uh, the A.J. Brown trade was tremendous. Um, so they have a lot of good players, but, you know, you're not going to have the easiest schedule in the league every year. You're not going to have all of these trades work out every single year. Um, it's just it's hard to get back there. It really is. Um, so I think they'll be good next year. Maybe they'll get back in the Super Bowl. Maybe they won't. We just really never yeah. know. Okay, we are quickly approaching the two-hour mark, which is fine. Uh, I'll talk about the Super Bowl as so long as this microphone still works. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm wondering if because like I, I've I've discussed precisely half the stuff I want to discuss. <laughs> uh, we haven't even like discussed like you know what does the Super Bowl mean for the Chiefs, for the different players, Randy Reed. Um, so what are you thinking? Are we going to talk about that now? or We'll say that for like another podcast live on the air. Yeah. Um, honestly, I could do just like a. I could do a Chiefs season retrospective and putting the season in historical context hmm. and talk about the D-word dynasty hmm. in another podcast. Because, man, we we have exhausted the actual Super Bowl game, but I would love to talk more just about, like, the state of the franchise, basically, and how good it is. And just, like, what this win, what this win means yeah. for Chiefs and for all these players. I would like to go back. I actually have... I've listened to our season preview podcast... Oh yeah, and we had some spot on takes, and we had some wildly off takes. What was the what was like the most wrong take? Uh, I think it was missing the biggest was missed in playoffs. That would be you. Uh, well, you know, ball ain't round, <laughs> uh, as, as they say. So, bounce <laughs> here, or there, uh-huh. it would have been, you know, yeah,
0: like, you know, yeah.
1: four and sixteen. So you know, we we will hold back, go back and hold ourselves accountable. Yeah, that that would be fun to go back and do that sometime. Yeah, so, anyhow, um, before we do go, and again, I, I think we should do like a quick another podcast to like discuss all the other stuff adjacent to the Super Bowl that we didn't discuss. Yeah, um, kind of catch everything up and maybe a little season uh, retrospective as well. Uh, the MVP, mm-hmm. uh, Mahomes, um, I think I think it was well earned. And it was kinda of, like as soon as the game ended, I was like, Okay, what offensive player so I not think you could give it to a defensive player because the defense like really didn't have their best performance. Yeah. Um, what offensive player played the best? And I was like, there's not really anybody that stood out. Like everybody had good plays. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mahomes I mean his his performance was, you know, tremendous for, you know, a normal quarterback, but for Mahomes it was kinda of like, well, this, this kinda of, just kinda of what he does. Yeah. I think it was just kind of a, I hate to almost say it this way, but like a win by default for okay. the quarterback. The way that the MVP award works, you have to kind of really not do very well to not win the MVP if you're the winning quarterback.
0: It's kind of true,
1: yeah. Um, that said, to me, if you're looking at box score, it was okay. He had like what three t- three passing touchdowns, I believe, two of which were corn dog plays, which you know. <laughs> Not, not the hardest day in the office in terms of just throwing five yards to absolutely no one but your receiver. Yeah, he ended with 21 for 27, um, 182 passing yards, three touchdowns, three receptions. Yeah, the, the passing yards were slow, admittedly. Yeah. But for one, okay, they didn't let him play for most of this first half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we were balanced. We were running the ball. Um, I think if you look at the box score, you'd be like, oh, that was an okay game. If you watch the game, you realize he was actually the most proud player in the game. He made no mistakes almost the entire game. In the entire second half, he had one incompletion on the throwaway for like the read around the rosy play that we ran, Mm -hmm. like the trick play that didn't didn't trick them. He threw it in the back of the end zone, which is the smart thing to do. So like he was basically flawless in the second half. If you were to do MVP non Mahomes division, would you to? I don't know. That's a really tough question. Um, if if the play stands, the answer is Nick Bolton. If if the second touchdown stands, I I, I think I kind of agree. Um, taking nothing away from Nick Bolton, fumble recoveries are like ninety five percent luck, yeah, five percent skill. So I it's hard to pick out anybody because again, like the, the plays and the touchdowns and everything was like, so evenly distributed. I think if you could, I would give it to the entire offensive line. Cause again, I think that was like the most important game deciding unit of, you know, the whole yeah. game. Um, who would you give to? You know, my, Harvey wants to say Pacheco because he did have a really good game. He averaged five yards carry and had a touchdown. Uh, but honestly, maybe Tony. Gary Sony had a touchdown reception had a game changing on the turn mm. but you're right it was just this yeah. was this this felt like the epitome of a team effort like there was no one on on, exactly. on the field for the Chiefs that you could say had a really bad game like the mm-hmm. only the only examples of standing in my mind are like when guys misplaced the ball or misplayed the ball in the defensive backfield or like kind of missed their assignment that happened a couple of times um which is so funny because, like, this this flies in the face of this discussion about this being all about a deep, like, a uh, very talented team outside of the quarterback position with the Eagles versus a superstar team with a bunch of scrubs. Yes, it absolutely. Like, was. I it, I think if you were looking at this game, you saw the depth and the quality of the
0: Chiefs roster. Yeah,
1: outside of just Mahomes. Yeah, it it really wasn't like just our star showing up in a big spot. It really was like Mahomes obviously and then just like all of these other guys, all of these like you know, so many rookies contributing, just like role players stepping up in a big time uh way. So yeah, the fact that like we struggle to think an MVP shows you what a great just like team win this was. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, folks. Um we are closing in on two hours now, so we'll probably have to go ahead and wrap this up for now. I know I've got a lot more to talk about. I think we said everything that needs to be said about the actual game, but I've got a lot more to say about stuff adjacent to the game, like the Super Bowl parade and, you know, the legacy talk, um all of that kind of stuff. We've got a lot more to say, so I guess we'll just kind of cut this one off here and call this, you know, Super Bowl post-game part one, mm-hmm. and we will have part two, uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. Um so you keep an eye out for that um, for now you got, you got anything for the people before we go Andrew uh, I would like to say two things uh, one go Chiefs mm, go Chiefs and two
0: you gotta fight for your right party
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes
0: and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.